0: Last few weeks, we've uh, been looking at the uh, ultimate fight, a fight that's been going on since the beginning of time. And it's a fight that started with Adam and Eve and their disobedience. And it was their fight with sin that got them knocked out of the garden, so to speak. And it left everything broken. The fact is, it left this world broken, it left you and I broken. And it put us in the middle of a very uh, tough fight, a cosmic battle, you might say. Uh, It is a fight for your soul and mine. It's a fight that Satan is determined to win. It's a fight between our old nature and if you're a Christian, your new nature. And it's a fight with sin that we have to win. We have to win. Today what I want to do is take a close look at a particular fight. And you need to know that you cannot fight the perfect fight. You know how I know that? Because you would need to be perfect. And the fact is, nobody's perfect. I know that's news to some of you, but nobody's perfect. If you think you can fight the perfect fight you're going to get very frustrated in life. You know, James says it this way. He says, none of us is perfectly qualified. We get it wrong nearly every time. I love this. We open our mouth. (laughs) If you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, you would have a person in perfect control of life. The fact is, we are not perfect And things get out of control. You know, Romans says, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. God has a standard. We're not going to live up to it. You know, we have all sinned. So to pretend that we have it all together, to pretend that we don't make mistakes, to pretend that we're going to fight a perfect fight is a bit humorous, really. In fact, the Bible talks about a thing called self-deception. It's this uh, amazing ability that I have, that you have, to, to kind of lie, lie to yourself about things. You know, we, we'll, we'll make a mistake, we, we always are going to have this fight with sin, we will sin, we will never be sinless in our life, not in this world we won't but we can sin less. We can. And today what I want to do is focus on a fight, and it's the fight to to change in our lives. How many of you know there are some things that you need to change in your life? Let me see your hands. All right, if somebody doesn't have their hand up, reach over and help them up with it. See me after service, I'll help you, I'll help you. How many of you know there's something in your life that's not good? There's something that you shouldn't be doing, or there's something you should be doing. How many of you know there's something that you need to change? And that change is needed, but it's a fight, isn't it? It's a fight. It's a fight that you know well. It's a fight that you probably lost the last time. It's a fight some of you are in right now, and it's really tough. And I think, why why is change such a fight? Why is it so tough on us? I mean, some of you, you're in the fight, and you're getting beat right now. You're giving up. You figure you're never going to be able to change. You're never going to be able to change. And some of you have kind of settled in to where you're at. You've been lulled to, to sleep, so to speak. You need to wake up. Because some of you, Satan is defeating you. The fact is you're tired. You're exhausted. And so you're in this fight, and you're kind of, you're kind of clinging to sin, kind of clinging to the problem. You know, in boxing, they call it the clinch when the two boxers end up, they look like they're waltzing or something together. But the fact is, when you're tired, when you're in the ring and you're in trouble, when, when you get tired of trying to fight, you end up clinching, whatever it is. And I want to suggest you need a new strategy today. And that strategy is going to be found in Ephesians 4. I'd encourage you to kind of use it for your meditation this week. But Ephesians 4, 21, Paul starts out. He says, since you've heard about Jesus and I've learned the truth that comes from him, if you're going to change, if you're going to win the fight with whatever it is you're fighting, the first thing you've got to do is break. You've got to break from your opponent." you got to be able to step back. you got to break from, from the lie that you're listening to. you got to break and begin to learn the truth. See, truth's key here. We've talked a lot about that through this series. We've, we said the answer is not a, a pill. It's not a program. It's not a process. It's not therapy. It's not a book that you're going to get or a seminar. It's not positive thinking. It's not willpower. The answer is found in Jesus Christ. So if you're going to change, if you're going to win the fight, you've got to know the truth. You've got to face the truth, and it's found in Jesus Christ. That's where you're going to find the strength to get through this. The fact is you've got to, you've got to face the, the truth about yourself before you can change. You've got to face the truth about your relationships before you can change. You've got to face the truth about your finances before you can change, or your job, or your hurts, or your habits, or your priorities, your desires. Friends, you've got you to face the truth and know the truth about God, about whatever, whatever it is that you're battling and you're fighting. See, it starts with truth. Truth's core here without truth you you're kind of building on this really shaky foundation that you can't really stand can't keep fighting and that's why it's so important you will never hear this you will never win the fight with whatever it is you are fighting if you do not learn the truth see behind every Uh, kind of self-defeating behavior that we have in life whatever it is is a lie a lie that you're believing that you're buying into for instance you know if you're in deep debt right now there was a lie that got you there you know the lie you you start believing it for instance hey I can keep on charging things I can rack up the credit cards. I can keep borrowing. I'll always be okay. Not true, is it? It's a lie. I mean, it's a lie that our, our country's battling right now. we have kind of bought into it. You can just keep doing it. It's okay. Can you identify the lie in your life? Here, here, here's one. I have to have this house. Is that a t- true statement or a lie? Well, do you really have to have? Do you really have to have that? Is that statement true? Can, can you prove that it's true? See, just about every problem we have, pick your poison, whatever problem we have, we have a lie that we based it on. You know, I have to do this to get ahead. Oh? I have to have this to be happy. I have to do this in order to be liked. We lie to ourselves a lot, don't we? I mean, we tell ourselves... This isn't a problem when, in fact, it is a problem. Or we go, wow, this is a terrible problem. And it's not a problem at all. The fact is, we lie to ourselves often. If you're going to change, if you're going to win the fight with whatever it is you're fighting, you've got to identify the lie that you're believing, the thing that you're buying into, and you've got to learn the truth of the matter. I mean, what lie are you believing today? Because the truth will begin the process of setting you free. The truth, and this is just a heads up to you, it initially will make you miserable. As long as you reject the truth, as long as you try and deny the truth, to be honest, the truth becomes very bothersome at that point. But when you acknowledge the truth... And you go, you know what? This is reality here. This is what God has to say. Then, then you start the process of freeing yourself up. Again, who's the truth? Well, Jesus says, I am the truth. That means you can trust his words. That's why the Bible is so important, because it is God's word. You know, the fact is, the Bible helps us with a lot of different things in our lives. You know, 2 Timothy, uh, Paul writes, he says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful, what? To teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our life. It corrects us when we're wrong, teaches us what to do and what's right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. In other words, God's word becomes a true source in our life. That's why we're always encouraging you, saying, you know what, you need to spend time studying God's word. Why? Because if you're gonna change, whatever it is you need to change in your life, if you're gonna win that fight with whatever it is you're battling, it starts with you breaking from whatever it is, breaking from that lie, and learning the truth. The only way you learn the truth is to get into God's word. Truth becomes the foundation. You want to fight a great fight when it's all over, and to say, you know what, I did a good job? You base it on truth. You base the fight on truth. Here's the second thing that you need to do. After you break... You need to make a choice to fight. Do you hear that? Make a choice to fight. It's not enough to want to change. It's not enough to dream of a better day. It's not enough to break from the lie and go, you know what, that's the lie I'm believing. It's not even enough to just know the truth. It's not enough to really, 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 really want to change you have to decide, am I going to fight, make a choice to say, I will fight for change. See, I talk to people often, they, they think about changing. They even plan on changing. They want to change. And they'll go, someday, you ever said that to yourself? Someday, but they never make a choice to actually do it. You see that shift there? Someday, I'll, you fill in the blank. Friends, it's not going to happen until you make a choice to become very intentional about it and say, I'm going to fight and I'm going to make this happen. You know, how are you going to be different in six months, a year, five years? You know, how are you going to be better off financially? How are you going to get out of debt? You know, how are you going to be healthier? How are you going to grow spiritually? How are you going to have a stronger marriage? How are you going to be a better parent? See, those are all good things, aren't they? but they all require you making a choice. This stuff does not happen automatically. The fact is, some of you, you're waiting on God to do something in your life. And if you don't take anything else home with you today, take this. Perhaps God's waiting on you. Perhaps God's waiting on you we we don't make these choices in our lives sometimes because you know why it requires some loss on our part it initially it's painful you got to let go of some stuff and it's hard to let go for several reasons that i can think of one we're comfortable where we are we hate to admit it but we are we're comfortable Some of the patterns that we have, you know, the fear, the anxiety, the self-defeating attitudes, we're comfortable with them. Some of the patterns we've had since we were kids, you know, we've developed them. They were survival techniques for us. They were coping mechanisms. They made us feel a little bit better. Some of the patterns you have in your life, some of the patterns I have in my life, we've had for a long time and we're just comfortable with them and it makes it hard it makes it really hard to say you know what I'm going to fight for change I'm going to do something about it you know some of the things that we we have in our life the reason why it's so hard to change is because there's a payoff with them you know there's a reward in everything we do People only do things that they get rewarded for. We we don't do stuff without getting a reward. We just don't. You know, the fact is, you may be doing something. You know it's not good for you. You know it's self-destructive. You know it's costing you your health, or it's destroying a relationship, or your marriage, or your finances, or whatever. But you do it. Why? Because there's a payoff in it. Some kind of payoff. Maybe it's an emotional payoff. Maybe it's uh, temporary, but you're getting something out of it. It's kind of like, how many parents we got here? All right, see if you can identify. You roll in. It's time for bed. So you say to your kids, it's time to get ready for bed. Nothing happens. You with me so far? (laughs) Kids, it's time for bed. No movement. Get ready for bed now! And everybody jumps. Why? Because, friends, the payoff is when I yell, I get action. And there's some truth to that in every part of our life. The Bible says we've got to examine ourselves. We've got to figure out what the payoff is. Maybe, maybe we're masking pain. Maybe we're covering up a fear in our life. Maybe it gives us an excuse to fail. You know, perhaps we're, we're kind of compensating for, for guilt or we're trying to get back at someone, get back at our parents, get back at an ex. The fact is maybe you're just trying to get attention But there's always a payoff. There's always a payoff. That's why it's so important that we understand why we do what we do. What's the payoff? What's the payoff? Paul continues. He says, throw off your old sin, sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Some of you are stuck right now. Some of you have been stuck for years, maybe decades. You know something needs to change. But you got a hold of it. You're clenching it. It's holding on to you. And what happens is it starts draining your energy, it drains your resources. Friends, you got to break. You got to break. You got to push back from it. You've got to make a choice that you're going to fight, that you're going to do something about it. You know, last week, uh, David spent a lot of time talking about that old nature in us. You know, as Christians, we've been given a new nature. And that old and new nature, they're fighting all the time. They fight inside us. And that old nature has got a tendency toward sin. It's bent toward resisting God You know, we we tend when we hear the truth, we tend to resist the truth, don't we? No nobody's gonna tell me what to do. I'm the boss, man. I know what's best for me. And we have these tendencies, don't we? We all have them. Some of you were born with those tendencies. We all have things we were born with and we just have a bent toward. Some of you have developed them because of circumstances in your life or the environment that you live in, the things that you've gone through. It gives you, you just get this bent. And then you throw in culture. <laughs> they got a lot of influence. Family, friends. Friends. These things are clinging to us, and friends, you gotta break. You gotta break, you gotta make a choice and say, you know what, I'm gonna fight. For instance, some of you, you you were born with a natural inclination to be angry. It's just in you. Some of you never get angry about anything. But you were born with those tendencies, right? They come natural. Some of you may have been in an environment that encouraged anger and said, here's how you display it. This is how you misuse it. And so you grew up with this bent toward it, toward being verbally abusive or physically abusive. And what I want to say is, just because you have a bent toward something, whatever it is, doesn't make it okay. I mean, some of you are naturally motivated in your life. Others, you're not motivated. It doesn't come natural. But just because you're not motivated doesn't mean it's okay to waste your life and do nothing. We all have these tendencies. Genetics may explain our inclination. Our environment that we live in, the people we hang around, they may contribute to those tendencies but it doesn't excuse the tendencies. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you have the power to overcome whatever your tendency is. You can't change on your own. Because if you could, you would have. But the flip side of that, God's not going to change you if you're not doing your part. See, it's the two working together. It's you deciding and God working. You know, Philippians 2, it talks about that we're to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Well, working out our salvation, it doesn't mean working for our salvation, okay? We're working out our salvation. It's kind of like uh, you work out at the gym. You're not creating... New muscle. Technically, you already have muscles. You're just developing them, right? Well, it's the same thing in your life. The fact is, the muscle already exists. And so when you work out your salvation, you're not creating your salvation. You are developing your salvation. You already have it. But it requires you, because you're saved, to do your part. You know, that fear and trembling, I think a lot of times people think, oh, we're supposed to just fear God, that that's what that passage is talking about. It's not. It's really the sense of we should fear that we won't have God's best in our life. We should fear wasting our life. We should fear not growing in our life. Many of you, you're working out all right. But you're working on your income, working on your popularity. You're working on your status. You're working on the portfolio. But here's what I want to say to you. Be very careful. That's fine and dandy. But are you working out the things in your life that need to change? Are you working on the things that you know God wants changed? Are you working on your spirituality? Are you working on growing your faith? See, it's a choice. It's a choice we all make. When you make that choice, when you you start working out, trying to work on the things that you know God wants you to work on, when you take that step and you say, you know what, I'm gonna fight. For this, God gets in there and works too. God will give you the will to see it through. He'll give you the power to see it through. If you're going to change, if you're going to win the fight, you got to break. You got to break from the lie. You got to learn the truth. You got to make a choice. Say, you know what? I'm fighting for this. I am in it. And then you got to change the way you think. Change the way you think. This fight that you're in. It is a battle in your mind. This is where the fight is won and lost. Not here. Here. You are. Listen to this. You are not who you think you are. But what you think you are. You can think about that a little bit. Scripture says, as you think, you become. That's the power of our mind in our lives. Part of the reason that we struggle to change, I think, is a lot of times we get confused about what we need to change, and we begin to say, that's who I am. See, for instance, let's take something like people say once in a while, they'll go, Instead of, I work too much, we say, I'm a workaholic. I have a tendency toward procrastination. But that's not what we say. We say, I'm lazy. Do you see the difference here between the two? I work too much, I'm a workaholic. See, our tendency is to take our fault, to take your, your habit that you're battling, your attraction, whatever it is, and instead of saying what it is that you're doing, you go, I am whatever. And I want to say, no, 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 no. That's not who you are. It's what you're doing. That is very, very different. You know, for instance, uh, if you say, I'm always nervous when I get on a plane. Guess what happens when I get on a plane? What happens? (laughs) You get nervous. (laughs) If you say, I'm always late. Well, guess what? You will always be late. Because we make this connection to whatever it is And we kind of perpetuate it in our life. It becomes very self-fulfilling because that's who I am. And it's not who I am. It's what I do. And the evil one is going to fill your mind. And mine. (laughs) But he's going to fill your mind With this stuff, this negative stuff, he's going to hit you with whatever negative thought he can bring along. And he's hoping that maybe, just maybe, that negative thought will land in your life and mess you up. You know, the evil one's going to to pommel you in a way that he's going to take those kind of self-defeating thoughts. And he's going to mess you up. He's going to beat you. You know, he's going to get in your head and go, You're a loser. You're a loser. You can't change. Who do you think you are? You do this, it's going to blow up in your face. It'll never work out. This isn't worth the sacrifice. Why are you doing it? Friends, when you, what? when you allow your mind see what you think is going to determine how you feel what you think determines your attitude in life and ultimately it determines how you act in life so if you want to change the way you act you got to change the way you feel you know let's let's say that you want to change the way you treat your spouse Let's say you're not very loving as a spouse. Why? Because you don't feel very loving. Well, you've got to change the way you think. See, there's a choice involved here. You can't control your feelings. Feelings are what feelings are. But you can control your thoughts. So you start thinking, loving thoughts toward your husband, toward your wife. And over time, what happens is those thoughts begin to infiltrate how you feel in your life. And it will affect and change what you do. And sometimes you just got to start doing and let the feelings get caught up. You know, Paul goes on, he goes, instead let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes you will not change until your thoughts change, until your attitude change changes. That, that's why it's so important. That's why we say get in God's word. Spend time with God. You know, start with 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes. It, it's a growing experience, by the way. But, you know, read the Bible. Meditate on God's word. Think about what, what you just read. You know, talk to God about it. What will happen is you're kind of exposed to the truth a little at a time. It begins to change your thinking. It puts you in a position to change and it gives you the power to change. A changed mind, it's what scripture calls repentance. You know, in the Greek, uh, repent, it literally means to change your mind. It's a mental U-turn, so to speak. You know, it's where I turn from death to life it's where I turn from sin and I find forgiveness it's where I turn from guilt and I find peace and I turn from regret and I rejoice instead I turn from this way whatever it is and I start going God's way that's a change see when I repent I change my mind I change my mind about me change my mind about God And then it starts changing everything. It changes the way I see life, the way I I set my priorities, the way I look at other people. It changes my my situation, how I look at my problems. It changes my past. It changes my present. It changes my future. It changes absolutely everything. It's a mental U-turn. How many of you have a GPS in your car? All right. How many of you have ever made a wrong turn? (laughs) The GPS immediately kicks in, doesn't it? And it it readjusts, and it tells you how to make a legal U-turn and to get on the correct road again, doesn't it? Friends, that's what God's trying to do in your life. He's trying to get you to turn around. He's trying to get you heading in the right direction. Some of you are heading down the wrong roads. Some of you are going the wrong way. Some of you are on a road and you think it's going to take you somewhere and it's not going to take you there. Some of you, you've got to change the way you're thinking. Why? So you can change the way you're going. God wants you to change. God wants you to change by changing the way you're thinking in your life. You know, Philippians 2.5, it says, we're to have the mind and the attitude of Jesus Christ. That's what you're shooting for. That's the model. I mean, how do you do that? Again, it's a choice. It's spending time, it's filling your mind with God's word and truth. And the more you do that the easier it gets. Easier it gets to get where you're going. One more thing. You cannot win this fight. You can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. When, when, When you're trying to change, when you're in the ring and you're battling, whatever it is you're battling, you're trying to change, you need people in your corner. You know, Paul, he goes... Put on your new, new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. You know, David, again, he talked about this last week, that new nature that, that we have, that, that we're to put it on. And if you're a Christian, you already have that new nature, which means the Holy Spirit is already in your corner. The Holy Spirit is there prompting you. As you're fighting and guiding you and pressing you and encouraging you and producing in you the fruits of the Spirit, it's called. You know, he's developing those fruits, things like love and joy and peace and patience and self control. And so he's producing those things in your life as you're battling. And the fact is, you don't go, I'm gonna be more patient. And you become patient, I'm gonna be more joyful. It doesn't happen that way. You can't will yourself. Again, it's not willpower. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's an inside job. He's working in you. He's creating in you. He's working inside you. He's working through you. It's a process. Again, it doesn't happen overnight. Some of you, some of you, it took a long time to get in the mess you're in. Some of you, it has been years and years of overspending. And now what you want is a quick fix. You want it easy and quick. You know, some of you have been married for maybe 15 years. And you've been struggling for the last 10. And now you want a 10-minute fix for it. And I just want to say, whatever your thing is, It's taking you a long time to get there. It will not get fixed quick. Holy Spirit's in your corner, though. Holy Spirit will give you the power to change. Holy Spirit will help you become more and more like Jesus Christ. Will help you fight a great fight if, if you let him. But the Holy Spirit isn't enough either. See, you need some other Christians in your corner. You know, the fact is, that requires you investing in other Christians. It requires community. You know, developing a relationship with a few Christians that you're able to say, you know what, I love them enough, they love me enough to tell me the truth. You know, people that you'd be willing to listen to. See, what I'm saying is we need each other you're not gonna win the fight alone. You're not gonna be able to change on your own, especially the stuff that you wanna hide. You know, pride, that's pride kicking in. Pride keeps us fighting alone. I can do this on my own, I don't want anybody to know. You know, and and we play this game, and we wonder why we're getting, getting clocked. You will not win the fight with whatever it is you're fighting until you share it with someone. Now, do not go out and share it with everyone, all right? I'm shocked sometimes. It's like, okay, get on a thing called Facebook. I'm going to put it out there for the world. Don't do that. But you need to find someone. Someone that's in your corner and just put it out there. Someone that you trust, someone that will love you unconditionally, someone that you can tell something to and they'll keep it confidential. They're not going to judge you. Now, don't mishear that. I'm not saying someone that will go, oh, yes, that sounds great. No, I'm talking about someone that will be willing to step into you a little bit be willing to tell you what you don't want to hear, maybe, but they'll still love you. They'll support you. They will encourage you. They will hold you accountable, see? And they'll pray for you. You, you share those feelings, and what you find is healing, ultimately. Now, we talk, uh, talk about it often around here, not superficial living we live in a society that's promoted a very superficial relationship model how's it going everything's great 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 i'm okay i'm good i'm really good no really I'm great and inside we're falling apart and life's coming undone How are you doing? Great. Friends, take the mask off with at least a few people. You know, you need people in your life you can go to and go, you know what, it's been a tough week. Here's what happened. This is what's going on in my life and be able to spill it out there. Scripture says we are part of the same body. Stop lying and start telling each other the truth. Christians, we are in this fight together. You will never become whatever it is you are to become until you realize you belong. You belong to the body of Christ. You're part of the church. That You will never get it all together in your life as long as you are pretending. You know, as long as you're pretending you got it all together, you won't change. As long as you're pretending... That everything's okay, you won't heal. And you absolutely won't win the fight. Some of you are getting beat. Some of you are getting pommeled. And it's no surprise because God's word's really clear on, the, on this one. Some of you need to put this on your refrigerator, embed it in your mind, memorize it. Proverbs says, You will never succeed in life. If you try to hide your sins, confess them and give them up, then God will show mercy to you. Change requires being honest. Being honest with, with a few people, ultimately just honest with people, and being honest with God. And here's what blows my mind. God already knows. God already knows whatever it is that you're hiding, whatever you're pretending you got together, And what an enormous waste of energy as you're fighting this life, pretending and covering up, and you're just, it's exhausting. And pride will keep you doing it. Why? I want to look good. I want to look good. I want people to think everything's good. Friends, you want to change? You want to win the fight? You've got to get honest with at least a few people and you got to get honest with God. Now, how serious are you about changing? Because some of you, you say you want to change this or that. But if we were to roll the clock forward six months, a year, five years, 10 years, 20, 30, 40, Some of you, I'm just going to be honest with you, some of you will be right where you are right now. Some of you, nothing will have changed, at least not for the better. Some of you will have not changed because you never intended to change. And some of you will not change because you're not willing to do what God will require for you to make that change in your life. You wanna change? You wanna change whatever it is? I wanna tell you today, you can win that fight. Doesn't matter how many times you've been in the ring with it, doesn't matter how many times you got clocked, doesn't matter how many times you've been down for the count, you can get in that ring. And go another round. And you can win that fight. But you got to do it God's way. You got to do it God's way. I'd encourage you today, if it's hit something in your life, you go, man, I've been fighting and fighting and fighting. And I'm losing. And you want to start today and say, you know what? Round 10, I'm getting it this time. I'd encourage you to come forward after after the music and... um, there would be people down front to pray with you. You don't have to spill it out. Just say, today's the day, round 10, pray for me. And let them pray with you. And let today be the day that you get in the ring and you're gonna win. You're gonna win. Let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God, God, we praise you. God, you have You've always been in our corner. God, I pray that um, whatever it is, that uh, there are all kinds of different battles going on. It may be with finances. It may be in a relationship. It may be our priorities. It may be an addiction. It may be something we know we should be doing that we're not doing. God, whatever it is that um, we'd take a stand today, that we'd get in the ring, that we would make a choice, that today begins the process of me changing. God, I know you can give us the power to do that. I pray that you would ignite, that you'd wake us up, that you would instill in us a passion to, to see it through to the end. God, we praise you, we thank you that you want the very best for us. God, we give you the praise, we give you the glory this day and every day. Amen.